Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of our Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm Melissa von Andrat, Communications Manager for the International Private Bank's EMEA region. And today I'm talking to Zeynep Osterk, the Private Bank's Chief Investment Officer for EMEA. Zeynep, it's a pleasure to have you. Hi, Melissa. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Now, Zeynep, we again look back on a very eventful week dominated by central bank decisions. And probably the most surprising one, the Bank of England, which raised interest rates by half a percentage point. Can you walk us through the decisions that were taken and also the the signals that they sent? And as always, a small remark for our listeners that we record this on Friday. Um, sure. Thanks. Th- thank you. Thanks, Melissa. Um, again, the central bank decisions um, started with Fed and then ECB, and then we had some of the other uh, G10 central banks um, uh, as well. Uh, we had China, we had Japan, um, and 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 eventually we had Bank of England. Um, when we look back, uh, if I maybe step back a little bit and, and try to kind of summarize what has been the, the stance overall. With, for, with just very slight exceptions, uh, we still see the very hawkish position coming from the, um, the majority of the central banks. And we can definitely say that our thoughts around rates, uh, high rates for longer, is definitely the core theme of this year. So what we had was a, a pause by Fed, but a relatively hawkish um, minutes and com- and um, uh, comments from the uh, Fed Chair Powell. Um, again, uh, an increase in 25 basis points from ECB and a similarly hawkish position from the uh, Madame Lagarde uh, coming for broader Europe. And um, if we look into what has happened with Bank of England, the major surprises you just nicely mentioned, it is something that kind of uh, was an underlier in a way that saying, okay, yes, the fight with inflation is critical. Data dependency is the most important part of the job uh, to be able to achieve that. So most of the market participants were pricing Bank of England's um, rate hike at 25 basis points, and 50 was a more uh, solid, in a way, position that would have be that was kind of what we actually, in a way, wanted to see, but wasn't expecting because of the previous meeting minutes and the way that the um, monetary policy committee's uh, overall position. But I think uh, if we look back with the data on uh, inflation, especially for UK, very sticky labour in addition to high um, services numbers, uh, really elevated prices on still food, especially the processed food. These are really putting a huge uh, constraint in the economy. And uh, now Bank of England um, actually mentioned in a way that it put they are able to maneuver, they are able to be flexible and then uh, analyze the, the data in the way that will uh, kind of strengthen their position. So, yes, 50 basis points, um, more than what we expected. But I think this is at this point in, in juncture is the right move. 
Understood. And staying with the topic of inflation, and you already mentioned uh, Jay Powell, I guess another event that was uh, closely watched uh, was was his speech because he said, and, and I quote, inflation pressures continue to run high and the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. Now, what's your pick on, on Powell's speech? And can you give us a bit of color on, on how this long way to go will look like? Um, of course, I think we all um, got very much into reading in between lines of uh, his uh, main speeches, as well as sometimes the, the committee meeting notes in addition to the Senate um, conversation. So it, it is very critical to understand um, Powell's overall position and the uh, Fed members' uh, conversations following meetings. So because they took a position to pose in their latest meeting, I think the concern from their position was that we don't want to give the signal to markets that this is done and dusted, we reach where we want it to be, and going forward, it's all um, pose plus a potential cut. They just wanted to be very clear that markets don't get that type of a view. Hence, his uh, statement that you just mentioned is trying to clarify that their position hasn't changed since they started the rate hikes. Uh, what 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 is that is their core uh, aim as a central bank um, is to fight with inflation and the biggest tool that they are using is now interest rates plus the balance sheet management uh, through reducing the assets in the bel in the balance sheet but primarily with the rates so uh, a pause shouldn't mean that we are done and dusted was I think what Powell is trying to imply in his follow-up speeches. So um, th that's why it's very much in line with what we are expecting from Fed for the remainder of the year, that um, we don't expect any cut um, and potentially another, if not one or two hikes um, before the end of the year. That's uh, very helpful. Uh, thanks for these insights, Zineb. Um, I'd like to shift to, to politics as a final topic for today, because uh, there were two very interesting senior level meetings that I'd like to, to get your perspective on. One is the visit of Chinese Premier Li Qiang in Germany, and the other one is U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's meeting with China's President Xi Jinping. Can you share your key takeaways from these meetings? Um, of course, and I'm, I'm glad I brought the, those up, Melissa, because it is important to understand um, these type of geopolitical dynamics because majority of the core macro um, activities will be some sort of an inevitable outcome of these um, conversations and it will help us to understand what we should be expecting for the remainder of the year and for the remainder um, couple of years ahead. Uh, so the biggest tail risk that markets have been talking about was the con um, kind of concern uh, and increased tension between U.S. and China. Therefore, um, with the follow-on uh, kind of debates around it, having Blinken visiting China and um, giving the picture together with Xi Jinping and having some sort of um, follow-on uh, comments, these are positive signs, even though 
I think both sides uh, perceived the meeting outcomes completely differently. But at least we know that um, China's message was very clear that they don't want to have too much tension. They want their a big uh, position as a core key market participant and an, a, a giant economy should be recognized and they don't really specifically are um, searching for issues. And at the same time, having a Chinese um, uh, visit into Germany and the uh, previous connectivity with some of the really big German corporates at the CEO level together with um, the Chancellor Scholz these are extremely critical because we know that um, Germany is an, an extremely important trade counterparty for, for China, uh, equally the other way around. And um, this is very important to be able to assess the uh, continued trade connect connection between Germany and China and the broader Europe. Um, because, as you know, the concern about Europe was uh, more of a recession risk and contraction in economies. And um, as a reminder, by the end of this week, we had the PMI data that came from Germany and France, which wasn't positive and it gave um, a negative buzz to markets. So any of these um, political connectivity that kind of underlines this strong support of trade going forward are all positive signs uh, for, for Europe. So um, plus, I think one, one more thing I can add is um, we had a Modi the, the president of uh, India visited U.S. because the balance in Asia is also kind of shifting between China and India in such a way that India is trying to win more market share. And that was also another important visit uh, this week. So a lot going on from both geopolitical uh, po points as well as the macroeconomics. Um, so the, the way that the year will continue for the remainder of the year, becomes very critical to see how the rates will pan out, how the inflation will pan out, and then um, will we get a deeper recession in US or in Europe uh, because of these uh, concerns. Got it. All right. That's a wrap for today. Thanks, Zeneb, for sharing your perspective. It was a pleasure to have you. Dear listeners, this was this week's edition of our weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's session and I wish you a great week. Bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. 
Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG, and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.